I'm your host, Connor, and this is my neighborhood podcast. This week, I got to sit down with Hannah Stringer. She is just a wonderful human being. She's a queer guide. We also got to talk about one of her upcoming projects that I'm so excited for. And also, we talked about her coming out experience and what that was like for her. So, I hope that you enjoy this episode. And without further ado, here's my conversation with me and Hannah. There you are. Hello. Hello, hello. Happy Pride. How are you? Yes, happy Pride to you. Doing well. Good. How are you doing? Excited? Oh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous, excited. You know, the whole list is just right. checked. <laughs> Be good. I know. And I also, I saw you were on a live earlier today, too. Mm-hmm. I was. I think that you are, like, the busiest person <laughs> I have ever met. I don't I, know. I don't know. I, I have my downtime. I take very oh, you seriously. Did. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like every second I feel like you're you're live talking. I'm like, oh my God. it's just crazy. You're mm-hmm. a busy girl, but that's good that you take time to like kind of rest a little bit. Yes. Yes. So um, I wanted you to. Do you think you can explain a little bit um, what it means to be a queer guide for everybody? Sure. So for me, being a queer guide is essentially being like a coach. Mm -hmm. And I'm specifically, you know, my mission is to help other queer entrepreneurs to really find a way that's comfortable and safe for them to be out in their business and to really Mm -hmm. own their voice. Because so many of us, you know, we start a business because we want to do things that feel good for us that, you know, we don't have to hide anymore, like we sometimes have to do in corporate settings. And so just being, helping people through, obviously, because we know coming out is not a one-time thing, but you do it in your business and you kind of have these other fears that go underneath it that the entrepreneur space doesn't address. So um, I'm here to kind of guide through those moments where, you know, you're just kind of up against a wall and you need somebody, you know, to turn to a a safe place to land, if you will. Mm -hmm. So people can, you know, increase their impact and their income and just live their best life. Yeah, I really love that. That that's just amazing that you that you can do that for people and help people because it, it is it's scary to be in that situation because you don't know how people are going to react. Yep. You know. So, yes, that's so awesome and I also I love your glasses. Thank you. Got them just in time for June. Yeah, absolutely. And so if somebody was struggling um, with that, they can they reach out to you? You have a website, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I did go over there. And it, did you just update it? Or has I it did. always been? Because it is, a, it is beautiful. Thank you. I was like, Oh, my gosh. Yes, it was my project um, kind of running into into May. So that was mm-hmm. Um, a fairly new update and I had my friend Brayden help with the copy like they were phenomenal at like taking what's in my head getting out it on paper and it sounds like (laughs) just like me and I'm like you're amazing yeah I know the the whole time just scrolling through it and reading everything I was like this is so Hannah I I just love it that's so good to hear 
Yes. Yeah. It's very good. So what was it? You weren't always, well, I don't know if we, any of us were ever always <laughs> out, but what was it like for you? What was, how did your, what was your coming out journey? My coming out journey kind of happened later in life. So mm -hmm. I was born and raised in a small conservative town in the middle of Wisconsin. I was raised Catholic. And so we were very involved in the church. Like I went to Catholic grade school. I was a mass server. I did like a world youth day trip over to Germany to like see the Pope and just be with other, wow. you know, teenage Catholics. And so, you know, being raised in that environment and obviously what the church teaches about being, being gay, it, and not having anything around me as like a, a, like a reference point. Like, I didn't know what it meant to be gay. Like it was your, there's Ellen on TV. Um, yeah. But I remember my dad making comments like, oh, we don't need to watch Ellen. She's a lesbian. Like, mm. okay. So yeah. I never let it really be a possibility for me. And I really just kind of dug into my schoolwork, like, you know, that was why I wasn't as boy crazy as my friends, because I was just busy with school, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, that kind of carried through college, um, you know, for college, I ended up moving to Minneapolis, so a bigger city, being an art school, you have a lot of different types of people, so that really started opening my eyes to, you know, just the beautiful diversity of, of just society, Right. And, you know, I ended up being in therapy then after college ended just because life got too, too much and anxiety mm -hmm. was really high. And I remember one day my therapist just asked point blank, well, do you think you might be gay? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like 24-ish at that time. And wow. so it like pretty much exploded my whole world. But now things are just falling back into place in this really beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like you needed that, you know, you needed that push mm -hmm. from her to, to realize that you can be yourself. Yeah. But, but it is, it's, it is scary because, I mean, no matter how much, you know, people's parents tell you that it's going to be okay or whatever, you know, you can just tell me it's, it's a scary even though you want to be true to yourself, it's, it's a scary feeling. I don't know how to describe it. I'm sure you yeah. felt it. And I'm sure that many other people have felt like that too. It is. It's terrifying, especially when you don't know like how your family's going to react, if they're going to be supportive, you know, especially, you know, the kind of indirect and direct comments that were made growing up um, mm. kind of told me a story of like, you know, is, are my parents going to accept me for who I am? And right. are my, you know, friends back home, like, what are they going to think? And mm -hmm. it just kind of, you set off this whole snowball of different emotions and just fears that, that pop up and not really mm -hmm. knowing who to turn to. So it was just so good that I was in therapy and I had that safe space to, to process and figure things out. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know what I would have done without that space. And right. like who I could have been able to turn to at that moment. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so glad that you did turn, you know, mm -hmm. and you went and got therapy because we all love you for who you are. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you just, you have so much, um, you're just a beautiful person in and out. So I couldn't imagine you having to live your life because you were scared 
to be who you were, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I grew up in a small town also, and I don't, whenever people ask me, like, how did you come out? I don't really remember ever coming out. I'm more just like confirmed with people, you know, when they (laughs) asked me, they were like, are you gay? And I'm like, uh, yeah, like, where the hell have you been? (laughs) You know, are are you just getting here? But living under a rock? Yeah, but, you know, and then there were some people in high school that made comments Mm -hmm. or made fun of me, but it was just kind of like, whatever. Like, I always just, I know that kids can be mean and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like I knew that I wasn't going to have to be around these people forever. And then whenever you become an adult, it's like you're in the adult world, which adults can be mean too, believe me. Mm -hmm. But I, I knew that I could surround myself with people that I actually wanted to be around with whenever I got older. That's so like cool that you recognize that at such an early age, because Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, like you're in the middle of high school and things like the world's ending and nothing's ever going to get better, (laughs) but you had the wisdom to know, I just got to get through these four years and then I can find my people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just like, you just got to keep going because Mm -hmm. You know, time wasn't going to stop. That was right. for sure. <laughs> it needs to slow down a little bit, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is so true. Yeah. So um, what, you, you, you're you a religious person and you're spiritual. So do you belong to a church or anything like that? Or are you kind of like me where I'm... Uh, I still believe and I'm religious, a spiritual person, but I kind of do my own thing. Yeah, I would. Are you kind of? I'm kind of like that too. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll attend church with my parents on like the, the holidays and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've stopped really doing it on any sort of regular basis, basically shortly after I came out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, it's been a fun journey because, you know, to me, a lot of religions we'll put like God in this box, like they're in the four walls of the church and it looks like this and you have to do this, this and this in order to get mm-hmm. up to heaven. Um, yeah. But the beautiful thing is, is when you are outside of that church, like he becomes so much more expansive. Like when we mm-hmm. talk spirituality and like energy and the universe and all these things working together in our favor, like mm-hmm. that is God. That is one and the same there. Um, it's just so tied together. And yeah, you know, for me, I feel closest to God and to my faith when I'm out in nature, like Hmm. God's country. um, They call it that for a reason. And so definitely, you know, have, have my own journey with it. And Mm -hmm. it's something my father in particular struggles with because he's, he's Lutheran. Uh, My mom's Catholic. So my brother and I Mm -hmm. were raised Catholic, but he's very, you know, his church community is very important to him. He wishes I would find one and obviously his, the church teachings kind of have a conflicted, have conflicted him over like what to think about me and like who I am at my mm-hmm. core. But like we talk religion on occasion. I've set boundaries for that recently because it became too much. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's letting him know that I still have the same values I was raised with. I still have a faith, but it looks different than, you know, what his looks like, what I was raised with. And I would argue it's stronger than it's ever been. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that you're right, that it is, 
kind of like just a box and it's almost like um i think that sometimes people you know it's all the time that people as soon as you you know you say you're gay and if it's a more religious person you know it's automatically well you know that's not very you know you're going to go to hell for that mm -hmm. but it's like those people that say all those things i think that sometimes they they think that church is only on Sunday. And then when they leave that church, they can go be the things that they just told us that we can't be. Yep. And it's just kind of like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So that's kind of like where I left the church. Also, I'm still religious. I'm still spiritual. Um, but I just, I'm not going to sit in a room with people mm -hmm. that your love is different than mine, you know? And I don't mean sexually. I mean, how I, the kindness of how I treat people. Yep. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and that's like the core of, you know, who God is like, God is a God of love. Like, yeah. If you take a look at Jesus, actual teachings, like they're so far removed from it. I'm like, I don't even understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a crazy, I don't know. Right. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. You know what I mean? It's, it's so kind of like complex, mm -hmm. layered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like you said, too, you know, whenever you're out in nature, you feel like your religion, um, you know, your connection with God is so much stronger now. And I felt like that, too, whenever I stopped going, because people were telling me left and right that I, you know, because I donated my time and I played piano at the church but there were people there that didn't think that I should be up there playing mm -hmm. on Sundays and Saturdays and it was just like really but then whenever I walked away from all that I felt a deeper connection with God and it's like that was kind of like my aha moment where it was like you don't just have to have a relationship on Sundays you know it's mm -hmm. deeper than that it almost feels like more genuine because you're doing mm -hmm. it for yourself and you're really connecting with, you know, whatever way God like speaks to you and how you feel that versus, you know, in church setting, a lot of people, you know, are, you know, told what to believe and what to think. And then mm -hmm. that's just how it is. And they don't go in, in any deeper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I hope that it it's not always like that forever because so they drive a lot of people away and you know, Jesus didn't hang out with the the rich and mm -hmm. the mighty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He hung out I mean, with he the flipped people. some tables. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so it's like if you're going to welcome all, mean it. Exactly. And I mean that. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> oh my. But speaking of uh, kind of going back tracking. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of coming out, you we can talk about your little project, right? Yeah, okay. we can. So do you want to tell us kind of about your new exciting things that you have coming up? Yeah, so I was up in northern Minnesota a few weeks ago. And when you're just surrounded by nothing but, you know, like superior, and you've got just this beautiful just spring weather, I had clarity on this project that I knew I had had to actually do, and that's to create a coming out journal. So a journal that has prompts that'll kind of help people process their coming out journeys, whatever 
stage. So whether, you know, you're questioning or you're, you know, you've been out for like a month or a few years or what have you, it's just a space to really get through all the, the fears and the just confusion that pops up when you are faced with, you know, a different sexuality than is quote unquote normal when you're mm. questioning like, you know, what is my gender? Who am I? How do I identify? Mm-hmm. And also just, you know, to give hope that things right. will get better. And right. so I'm kind of piecing it out into having prompts that really kind of dig into personal like life and things that light you up, things about faith. And that's so huge to kind mm-hmm. of work through prompts yeah. about like family and parents and how relationships, you know, may change and what you can do to kind of prepare yourself for those hard conversations. Right. And then looking at like at work and in your, you know, business and work life, like what does that look like as well? Yeah. So now is that going to be like an like a like a physical thing that you can hold or is that more is it going to be like online? Both. I'll okay. have both options available. So people who like a to write pen and paper, which is like mm-hmm. what I love to do or yeah. you know, those who have like the iPads like to do it on the computer, I want to be able to cater to to everybody. Oh. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm more of like I need to feel like the pen yeah. and that's just so um I I never journaled before um you know growing up and maybe I should have but uh it maybe would have helped me a little bit more but now that I'm an adult and you know I've gone to therapy and everything mm-hmm. and we've talked about journaling it's like that is so wonderful to be, just be able to write down whatever you to get it all up out of here. It's a, it's a game changer for sure. And I find like, you know, especially when you're starting out, like the blank page can be intimidating. So Mm. that's why, like, I love the idea of like having prompts that kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, okay. Yeah. I never thought to write about this before. And then it's going to bring up different things and you just kind of word vomit your way through it. And I'm always surprised what comes out and just kind of a free write. Right. Yeah, it's um it's going to help a lot of people that are um you know, like you said too that are maybe trying to come out and figure all mm-hmm. that out, but also even people that are out. I mean, yeah. They still need to talk about things too. You know, you could have just came out and I mean, who knows, your family might not be accepting or your friends and different just... stages of life come with different things that, you know, pop up that maybe you didn't deal with before. And, yeah, you know, thinking about people who are, you know, in the process of trying to figure out if they want to come out and maybe aren't in an environment where it's like comfortable to do so, or maybe they're not comfortable with all the rainbows. Like I want my cover just to be really subtle and, mm-hmm. and plain. So it doesn't draw any extra attention that it, you know, to that but Um, it's just their space to you know process as they will without mm -hmm. being too much too bright too colorful (laughs) um until they're ready yeah for sure yeah Mm -hmm. that that will be good for especially younger people that maybe get a hold of that and um you know they might not be ready to bring that into their life Mm -hmm. and you know they might still be discovering who they are because that takes time in itself I mean, I'm still working on it. <laughs> lifelong. Yeah. Lifelong. Oh, yeah. No, I, I sometimes I feel like that, too. Like, I seen a um a video that was talking about, like, whenever you go, for gay men, when you go into the barber shop to get your hair cut, it's like you're scared. You are. You're scared to 
be who you are. And it's like, I'm freaking 28 years old. And I was, you know, there's people that are scared their whole life to be who they are. And here you are going to get a haircut and you have to like tone yourself back a little bit, or you think you do. Right. Because you're scared of what others are going to, how they're going to treat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I had a moment, like I'm still at my, my corporate job as well. And I had a mm-hmm. meeting with one of our partners and obviously everything's through zoom mm-hmm. and like they wanted to do the video chat, which like, okay. But I ended up taking down the flag because I didn't know if it would be quote unquote professional, like what these people like, because they're from a, like a newspaper. So I, you know, picture the old white men (laughs) sort of thing. And I didn't know who was going to be in the room. And, you know, it was hard because it is, it's hiding the piece of yourself, not really knowing what the response is going to be. But then the cool part is, it's just like kind of my reflection on that was really helpful and then we had another meeting a few weeks later and that stayed up Mm. and i had a meeting today i was actually in the office but i had these glasses on and like he commented oh "Oh, are those rainbow and i'm like yeah they're new it's like it's just in time for pride and i'm like oh i felt like so seen (laughs) yeah and to think like if i kept hiding i wouldn't have been open to receiving that sort of just like support and just like I said, just being seen is like a, it just is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like you going there today and having on your rainbow glasses, mm-hmm. you've also now just paved the way for other people who maybe are in that same situation that don't know that if they can truly express who they are and be comfortable, mm-hmm. you've just now opened a whole other door, which you did something amazing that you probably weren't even thinking mm-hmm. That's crazy to think about too. Like just little, Mm -hmm. little acts like that can have a ripple effect, like wearing them to the grocery store. Who knows who, you know, saw me and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So see, you just, you're doing amazing (laughs) things all the time, Hannah. I try, I try. I think like that's the important thing, like for me too, because getting to a point where I can be visible where I can have that flag up behind me, wear these glasses. Like it, it's mm-hmm. taken a lot of work and like continued work because there's right. new levels of visibility. Mm-hmm. But like for me, it is exactly what you said. It's giving other people like an example, like, mm-hmm. okay, there's somebody like me or like permission in a sense to yeah. you know, be themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the people who don't have the ability to be visible yet, like it's a way to say like, you're not alone. I'm here. Yeah. And, you know, whenever you're ready, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got, you've that. got people. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, what, uh, oh my goodness. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I know that is, I went off on a little tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Um, yeah, I, um, I really, I don't even know where we were going, where I was going to take you next. I know. I'm here for we, the ride, wherever we want to go. I know. <laughs> We've covered so much. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I, I think um, it is, it's scary. Um, well, like, I know whenever I was a senior in high school, it was like 2011. And 
uh, President Obama was in office and I felt that change coming. Mm. You know, it was like people were, well, at least in my, I felt like in my, where I grew up, uh, people were kind of, you know, being more open with being gay. And whenever I first started my first job, I was like, do I tell, mm. you know, how did, how did that conversation how do you have that conversation with somebody, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it, it depends on the person too, right? Like yeah. some, sometimes a conversation is warranted. Mm -hmm. um, but I found like, I just decided one day, like, I don't want to lie anymore. So if somebody asks me, yeah, I'm going to answer truthfully. And mm -hmm. depending on the person or the situation, I'm not going to be like actively trying to fit it in a conversation but i'm yeah. not gonna like if somebody asks about my girlfriend like <clears throat> i will label her as my girlfriend and not just yes. a friend yeah that's awesome too because that takes so much courage i mean sometimes i still because you don't know how people mm -hmm. are you get that like lump in your throat whenever you're getting ready to have that conversation and you're like what? Mm -hmm. you know <laughs> I remember sitting in the lunchroom one day and one of my coworkers like knew I was gay and like knew about my girlfriend and he had asked about her. Uh -huh. And then one of my other coworkers who is like uber Catholic, like goes to church, I swear to God, every morning, like at this big church in, in St. Paul, it's like, oh, who's Sarah? And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. And it's that, it was like, like, how do I answer that? And yeah. I just said, my girlfriend. And he's mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay. And then he like mm -hmm. asked about her and like mm -hmm. every now and then he just bring him, Oh, how's she doing? Like, and stuff like that. And I was really pleasantly surprised and mm -hmm. really grateful for him, you know, mm -hmm. on how he responded, you know, to me, at least to my face, like whether, yeah. you know, he had his own thoughts and feelings about who I am, but mm -hmm. uh, he was very gracious about it and very just wanted to know more. And I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah, that's really awesome. Because mm. some people are like, okay, changing the subject, yep. you know, it gets and then like, it's awkward. awkward. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, my God, like, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah. Like, you just, just died. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go back to my desk now. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you don't know how to have any interactions anymore with this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you literally take a gamble anytime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny sometimes for me, whenever people, um, whenever they meet me, uh, you know, it, whether it's at work, not so much out because I'm, I don't know, I'm not, I don't want to be like, well, you just look at me and you know, I'm gay because mm -hmm. that's, I hate whenever people say that, but. <laughs> no, I know, mm -hmm. but, um, but this, like this girl at my work, she came up and. I decorated my desk with like a bunch of flowers mm -hmm. and she like stopped and she was like, what is that at your desk? And I was like, flowers. it's flowers. And she's like, Oh, I'm like, do you not like it? And she was like, well, for you, no, she's like, but for a girl, maybe I was just like, um, what even I know. I'm just like, why, what do flowers have to do with whether it has to be a girl or a guy and you don't even have to be gay right? to, to like, flowers. like flowers. Yeah. Look at my shirt. I mean, mm -hmm. I love floral. Right. But I was just, but I don't, it's just awkward turtle, you know, awkward mm -hmm. conversations in the business place. Sometimes mm, it can be, it can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
And you don't want to step on people's toes. There are cases where you just can't say anything either because of mm-hmm. company policy or if you know that, you know, right. somebody's not welcoming or affirming. Yeah. And so it's like this balancing act of how, mm-hmm. how do you protect yourself and keep yourself safe, both like mentally and emotionally and physically mm-hmm. in some cases, and how do you be true to yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it always comes down to at least now and you know, I'm almost 30. I'm just like I grew, you know, just like I said earlier, you grow up your whole life scared of mm-hmm. who you are. So it's like I'm not going to be that person anymore. I I don't, you know, I'm not going to like I don't know. I feel like even with like little kids, like sometimes people would be like you know, we don't really know how our kids are going to react to, and it's like, can you not do this or don't hold hands? And it's kind of like. they're way more accepting and like chill with it than like, I mean, they get it. They understand and Mm -hmm. like, they've got no issue. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I'm just like, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm going to be myself because I have been scared in high school I've been scared in elementary school I'm not going to you know we need to have these conversations with little kids because Mm -hmm. then whenever they're growing up you know they see that their parents you know why weren't they allowed or whatever you know they that stays with them in their mind and then then when they get older if they are gay or straight or whatever they're confused Mm -hmm. now you've now Made them think that it's not okay to be gay or bisexual or, you know, trans Mm. anything. Exactly. And that's so harmful. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just think about, like, suppressing who I am for, you know, most of my life at this Mm -hmm. point. Like, you know, 20 plus years. Yeah. And to look back and be like, how did I not know sooner? And it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. because I was taught that wasn't an option. Like, that's a sin. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. And, you know, it's really cool because some of my friends, you know, as their kids are getting older, like they're teaching them. And I have one friend, Heidi, whose like daughter is, you know, actively like talking about pronouns, like with her classmates and like, you know, being like, oh, well, they might, you know, be a they and not a she and stuff like right. that. And I, you just, it's, it is, it's like second nature then to me. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. That's cool. Like people yeah. are different. And mm-hmm. I just, it gives me so much hope for the future because yeah. of how like, you know, kids are being raised right now. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, you have to, we have to have the conversation with the kids because mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they know, um, you know, they're very well aware. Um, they don't know everything that's going on, but they're smarter than we give them credit for. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes, but I'm very excited for your your journal coming out. So is that going to be like this month or do not know yet? The goal is to get it out before the end of June. And so I've got like a good kind of map of it. And now it's just kind Mm -hmm. of really getting all of the the prompts and some of the copy because I want to interject it with like quotes from queer Mm -hmm. individuals or insights for me to kind of just weave it all together. and so as I do that, I'm hoping to be able to get it online and ready for publishing before the end of Pride Month. And Yeah. 
And if people are in the Twin Cities, I'm hoping to, I'm going to try to get a booth at, we have our Pride in July this year, kind of more oh. limited, but there's at least something going on. So we'll yeah. see if I can have a presence there this year. And Yes, that yeah. will be so awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's going to help so many people. I, I don't even think you realize it. It's going to be awesome. Dang, I'm so I'm so excited. And it's like one of those things that's kind of scary to think about because I'm not a print person. Like I went to art school, but I, it was animation and I do video editing now. And the uh -huh. thought of like putting together like a book, a journal is scary. <laughs> but with these sort of, um, <clears throat> I don't know, just when inspiration hit and how like zeroed in I am about it, like it's like, no, this has to happen. And it has, yeah. like I have to take action or it's going to sit on the shelf and not yeah. be a thing. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly because then like 10 years down the road you'll be like oh yeah I remember that project that I started mm -hmm. and just like, left shoot. it there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but the thing is like you know kind of like what you were saying too like it's it I'm trying to like remind myself it's not about me it doesn't have to be perfect this is about impacting lives and this can be version one and maybe next pride I want to release a version two that looks a little differently and yeah. that's okay mm-hmm yeah, you just keep going with it. And mm -hmm. it's, you're gonna, it's gonna help so many people um, mm -hmm. that are dealing with that. And there might even be some adults that are mm -hmm. still questioning if, you know, what they are. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I noticed on your page that you're fostering a bunny right now. I am, yes. So so how does that work? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've never heard yeah. of such a... Well, we got... So I have two rabbits right now, and both yeah. of them are, are rescued. So I work with a local rescue, um, the Minnesota Companion Rabbit Society, and they re we had fostered a few years back, and then we foster failed, which means we ended up adopting the rabbit we are fostering, and so now I'm like, oh. she's our forever bunny. Oh. Um and then we just kind of got full up on space because we had then three rabbits at the time. Uh -huh. But they reached out. They're like, have 60 rabbits in need of homes. And they're like, oh, can you wow. help? And I'm like, yeah. yes, I will make a room. So now we have like this little six-month-old. His name is Philip, And oh. he's just a darling. And I don't think he'll be with us long because he's already no. being requested by people to meet him to, oh. to possibly adopt. So that is, uh, That's really awesome mm -hmm. that you're able to do that. So do they, do they like, does it take a while for bunnies to get acclimated together mm -hmm. to be able to be in the same space? Yeah. So I'll, um, they're separated, so they don't get to kind of mm -hmm. free roam. Um, but my rabbits are very curious about Philip. So oh, okay. we have, we have two floors. So Philip's on our main floor with uh -huh. Lacey. And every time we let Philip out or vice versa, like, he's like, oh, what's going on? Who's that? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and then um, Mona is upstairs with us. And uh -huh. she likes to then come down the stairs and be like, hello, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of funny. And then Philip's wow. like, I don't know. This is just a strange place with strange people. But now, yeah. like, he's been with us for about a week now. And his uh -huh. personality is coming through. And you can sense him getting uh -huh. comfortable. And it's just like it's hard not to get attached because yeah. like, you know, like you got to give them to somebody else. That would be so hard. Mm -hmm. I would be bawling my eyes out if I had to do that. Like that would be too, I don't think that I could 
my therapist would have to be on standby <laughs> right. because I would be like, they're leaving. <laughs> Please help me. I know my very first foster when he was adopted, it was, it was hard. Mm. And then this, and then we had a second one and that, I don't know, that just seemed like it happened really quick. And then we got Lacey and Lacey was with us for a really long time. Uh-huh. She was like super shy and like, I don't know, people just didn't like her. And then she became part of my life and my routines. And I'm like, she's mine now. Sorry, guys. Uh, Off the table. Yeah. <laughs> now, you you came out to one of your bunnies, right? I that did. was the first person that you told, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which, was that Lacey? It was or Sophia. Sophia. So, yep. And Sophia is not with us anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. She crossed the Aimbo- Rainbow Bridge before COVID hit. Um, mm, but yeah, she so was an English Angora, my very mm-hmm. first rabbit. And oh. it was like, you know, after my therapist kind of laid me with that bombshell question mm. and like you wrestle with it. And then I was finally ready to say it. I don't want to say ready to say it out loud because it's hard to say it out loud, but mm. it was just so easy. Cause like, obviously they're very great listeners. Like they got those oh, big yeah. fluffy ears. Yeah. And that was the first time I said it out loud. Like I am gay. And she just looked up at me and I'm like, <laughs> you wow. know, you just felt the love. Like she did, yeah. you know, whatever. But it, the more I could say it like to her and I could say it to my therapist. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, I ended up being in a group therapy with other women who were struggling with, you know, their sexuality and trying to come out. And so like being able to just see the different steps of, you know, what it took for me to, to say those words, to come out and like to ultimately come mm-hmm. out to friends and family and, and I'll be here with rainbow behind me, rainbow on my face. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's almost too, um, you know, whenever you came out to your to your bunny, and then your bunny just kind of looked up at you, and you felt that love. That's mm-hmm. like that's what we all want. Exactly. We just want acceptance, and we want to feel love. Mm-hmm. And it's like. When, is it that parents, much to ask really yeah i know but when I, and then when you hear so such tragic stories about you know parents and mm. i i just don't know i wish you could just pick all those kids up and just give just them a big me. hug I know. Mm-hmm. yeah the animals are they're amazing though yeah. they they know more than people mm. like and people they are, like animals don't know what's going on Truly oh, unconditional yeah. love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're the best things in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Do your bunnies run around your house, though? The, the, they, the two. Yep. They have their time out. So they have, like, they have spacious area that's kind of fenced in, but they, okay. do have, they do have time out. So Mona gets it kind of during the day when I'm up here, you know, working. And then yeah. they see when we're downstairs eating and watching TV, then it's her <laughs> turn to come out. Because, I mean, they're rabbits. They like to chew on things they're not supposed to. So they need some supervision. <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't one, like, chew on your couch or something? Yeah. She loves chewing on blankets. So any blanket on the couch is hers. And... I've lost a handful of chargers and stuff. Oh, no. I hope that they weren't plugged in. No, thankfully. (laughs) That would be bad. That would be bad. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, that would be so bad. I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. My goodness. 
I'm so glad that you talked to me today. Oh, of course, I'm, I'm honored was, to be your very first guest on here. Yes, my very first. I was like, I, I should seriously send you something in the mail because <laughs> I'm like, Hannah, every time like I was talking to you, if for people who don't know, I like bombarded Hannah with <laughs> phone calls and questions. It's all good. <laughs> I, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, I am so scared I've never done this I, I don't I don't know what to do but I kept telling Nicholas I was like Hannah probably hates me she's probably like where's the block button no not in the slightest <laughs> I feel very oh. blessed because I found you through Doug who was I on know. here and had to leave yeah. on his road trip out east but uh I just feel very fortunate like the the people that I get to to find mm-hmm. here on Instagram who become mm-hmm. quick friends and you know it's just a far cry from, you know, even last year at this time, like I wanted, you know, other LGBTQ like friends, like people in the community, people I could hang out with who could relate and just, you know, mm-hmm. people I love dearly. And it's cool to yeah. see that a year later, I have such a, a fun, just network of people mm-hmm. I adore talking to and being in their presence. Yeah. And I'm so glad you are in my world now. And Yes, I know. I I feel the same exact way. I mean, social media is just, it's a, it's a wonderful thing because you do, you get to meet all these wonderful people and it's, it seems like Doug always points us to them somehow. He does. He's so good at it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Wow. I mean, pretty much everybody that I that I connect with them just like Doug has they've been on Doug's show at one point or another mm-hmm. or Doug has said hey check this person out yeah I mean that's how uh, I found I have a holistic chiropractor who does like Reiki and stuff too I found her uh, through Doug and like now she's like a core piece of my like monthly self-care oh I I'm love like, that because I wouldn't have found her without yeah. Doug being like go check her out I'm like hmm okay <laughs> I went to find a Reiki doctor so bad. There That's was amazing. one in, in our hometown and I was like, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And then I never did. Mm-hmm. So now I want to find one yes. here in Charlotte and, and go. Um, but yeah, Doug actually was in Hermitage, Pennsylvania today. Whenever okay. he's been traveling up through. And that's actually like 10 minutes from where I grew up. Oh, dang. Yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh, Douglas, like you were in my territory. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, but I love Doug. But So I think you were on his <clears throat> his live series. Yeah. I, and yes. I think that's when I first kind of got to hear you speak and you just have this really know, calming voice and just this kind, warm manner to you that it's just so easy to just want to be in your just little ecosphere and oh (laughs) so sweet (laughs) oh it's true I I know I I wish that I keep saying this but whenever like things start to open up again I am going to do a road trip Mm -hmm. and I'm coming to see all of you so be better for everybody at home be prepared because I'm coming to sleep on your couch (laughs) you might have you might have to deal with rabbits making noise that's okay that's all right okay we can go for a walk around the lake that would be so wonderful choose your lake I've got plenty around here 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Y'all have a couple there, huh? Yeah, just a few. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, before I let you go, because mm-hmm. I know that you're a busy girl and you got things to do, too, but um, what would be... What would be your advice to, um, because it's Pride Month, um, what would be your advice to any young person right now or even an adult that is kind of struggling with, they don't know what to do in their life right now with coming out or Mm -hmm. just being who they are? I think it's really finding time to sit in the quiet and kind of block out all of the outside noise that's telling you who you should and shouldn't be, who you should and shouldn't love, and really connect with yourself. You know, that could look like meditation. It could look like journaling. It could look like running, hiking, like whatever brings you joy. I think lean into that and allow, like you have to allow for others how it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to kind of sit and, and even, you know, entertain those thoughts, especially early on. Right. Um, but it's, it's beneficial to be able to kind of, you know, quiet out that outside noise as much as you can mm. and, and seek community, like seek people who, you know, that you can talk to or listen to. Like there's so many amazing people here on Instagram and just surround mm-hmm. yourself with, with their love and their light. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, if people are open to, you know, answering questions, like, you know, Not everybody is because obviously like it can be really vulnerable to do that. But I think finding, finding people, whether it's one person or a group of people. Right. That was really really the the turning point in my journey was when I found a group and was Mm -hmm. able to just talk and realize that I'm not alone. And Mm -hmm. I like can just, I get it. You know, you got questions, you got like, you're confused and they're just right there with you or maybe a step or two ahead or behind and, you all just help each other to to learn and grow. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what we need more of in this world is we need more love mm-hmm. and we need more of us coming together yeah. and helping each other through these things. 100%. It's yeah. not us against them. We're all human. We all need that sense of, you know, belonging and support and Yeah. Yeah, we're all here. We're not we're not going anywhere, no. so might as well get used to us Hopefully not being anytime here. soon. <laughs> no, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll live on Mars soon. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I saw somebody who apparently we have like five-star hotels on Mars already. Oh, Yeah, okay. right? Yeah. I don't know where he got this information from, but I'm like, <clears throat> solid. I love that for him. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, um... Yes. So thank you for, for taking the time to talk with me today. I love you. I love our friendship. I'm so glad that the universe put our paths together finally, because you you alone have taught me so many things just on your Mm -hmm. page. So, and I, and I love that. Um, You are such a, such a wonderful light that I'm so glad that I have in my life. So Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And thank you for having me on here. Thank you for chatting. As always. I mean, I could talk to you forever any day. You want me? (laughs) You want to chat? Sure. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to stay on for a minute. I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. But 
thank you again and i appreciate you thank you thank so you. much thank you Bye. and thank you everybody yes <laughs>